0: Me llamo Travis Terrell Bienvenidos. We are live. You nailed it. Second time through. Uh we weren't live.
1: We just did the best seven minutes of a show I think we've ever done. Can't believe uh, my you name's pulled your penis out, bro. Chris Denman. I know. I was like, you know what? I'm time it's time to cut loose. Check out this helicopter blade.
0: And the cool thing it took like it said we did seven solid minutes, but it took five minutes for you to unroll it so nice there thank you, go, you. Brother. That's a, complimentary. a random complimentary yeah,
1: okay what we do yeah uh so we're live now we're live from midco studio and grand center check out midcoast.media for more information it's thursday which means we've got comedy tonight we'll tell you more about that in a bit huge thank you to tech electronics for helping us outfit the studio the cameras the mics everything the support the behringer x32 the mic doesn't need to be touched uh, our friends at tech electronics take care of that check out techelectronics.com for more information again we did 7 minutes of the mm. best show we've ever done and we weren't live and the reason we weren't live is because sergeant silverhair mr chris gardner <laughs> can't Silver. hit the damn button good Ooh. morning christopher gardner how, do you, it, about, how do you feel about <laughs> how do you feel about wasting w- once in a lifetime 7 minutes we gave you
0: um, that's what she said. Wouldn't be the first time, hey yeah. <laughs> hey, we've all been there for seven minutes. If you know what I mean. I don't that's know. What We're what talking I... about sex in the back seat of a Prius. That seems very com- specific, complicated, very detailed there as well.
2: It's not the size of a car you necessarily would want,
0: right? Mm. Not about the size; it's about the motion when you're on seventy.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is that that car probably doesn't allow for that either? That's very quiet, though. It is a Prius. No. Good morning. Hey. Sorry again. <laughs> I've done that twice now, and I don't know why.
0: To take Gardner,
2: something is for wrong. for a regimented individual. That's, no, something is wrong with the process, and I'm gonna have to go through it step by step after the show today All
0: right. to see where something is going wrong. Because that's what you do, right? Well, you've been you've been doing a lot of editing. You've been doing a lot of audio cutting and a lot of you're getting ready for a big segment that we're gonna. Unveal veal at the top of the hour. He said on veal. Yeah. I keep my on veal. Keep it going because I like veal. It's very good. But oh, yeah. veal
2: parmesan sandwich at Stephanie's in O'Fallon.
0: Top notch. Mm. I'm such a weirdo. You and your food, just the way you can just record I also it the like to pair head.
2: it with the dinner salad and the creamy house dressing. i grow up. I No, that's a good meal. I'm telling you right now. Say hello to your walnuts so I can yell at you and tell everybody how bad you are. Good morning, walnuts. Here I am, Walnuts. Because he hit the the live feed. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, a good seven or eight minutes after.
1: Now, what happens if I don't? I don't pay attention to that. Do we do an hour?
2: Does it record we it though? Might do it. Did it re- record? No, it? I didn't even hit the record button. Oh, okay. So that's the thing is like I don't know. This is twice now I've done that. In rec- and like and never before. This is like within the last five shows, right? Five to seven shows? Yeah. Something like Twice, that? yeah. So it's never happened before. Which if before, you were
1: five for your last seven in Major League Baseball, you'd be the greatest be, of all be time. A Hall of famer. That's, that's a
0: good point. That's a good point. Be a Hall of Famer. Very true.
2: But I mean, this is <laughs> this is this this has never happened to me before. Uh, oh, oh,
0: boy.
1: Okay. Oh,
2: boy. When's the last time
0: you no, said that? No, it did. Ha- it has happened. No. Uh, did you just not do any jumping jacks
2: before? No, that was a problem. Is Maybe a we were moving throughout the apartment mm. and someone's foot slipped and oh, maybe tweaked no. their groin a little no, and, boy, and no. thought they would be able to get to j- keep mm. going and mm. no. eventually had to acquiesce and acquiesce. say, That's a good way to put it. Uh yeah. This ain't gonna happen. I'm in a little bit of pain. I thought I was gonna be able to it was just, okay. it was slightly embarrassing.
0: I haven't acquiesced on anybody's back in quite some time, my friend. <sighs>
1: Special show today. Gardner, mm. what do we have on tap? This should be fun.
2: We have Target Practice Live. Target but, Practice Live. The the segment? Uh, yeah, it's a segment. It's oh. It's the actual audio of the event that took place last Thursday at Atomic Cowboy during Flyover Comedy Festival. Invasion.
0: Mm. It was, um, I had a chance to chat with comedian extraordinaire Tommy Moslander mm-hmm. yesterday evening. Uh, And I expressed to him, he he asked, because he heard some of the comedians really enjoyed themselves, and I don't want to, I'm not the type of person that pats myself or ourselves on the back. We're very humble, young millennials doing what we can. Well, yeah, you're very old, but that's beside the fact. The fact of the matter is-
1: You're Gen X? Yeah. Is that how that works? Mm -hmm. You're kind of young for Gen X, very young. He's at the tip top.
0: I was
2: at at the border. I
1: I picture Janine Garofalo, and you're like- I'm, years younger than I'm kind
2: party. of a tweener, I think. Yeah, is what yeah. Kind of, uh, we're kind I'm of. I'm like a six-six power forward. Oh, boy. We're at the like, tail. Is, uh, does he really yeah. have a
0: spot in the NBA? Yeah, we're at the we're tail. We're the graying millennials. Yeah, yeah, we're the gray. Yeah, we're like, oh. Y'all old niggas still here? Oh. Mm-mm-mm. It was funny, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was good.
2: Um,
1: but so target we practice target second hour. Yeah, we've got the on. audio from that. Yeah, That'll be a good time. Yeah. Tommy,
0: uh, Tommy said the comedians enjoyed themselves, and I, like I said, not to pat ourselves on the back. I thought it was a, a phenomenal show. I really did think we did. Uh, I think the comedians for what forty-eight hours notice on many of the uh, mm-hmm. categories that we put together for target practice, they did an exceptional job
3: mm-hmm. with their jokes.
0: They were very witty. I really wanted people to run with the yo mama segment, and they absolutely did. They absolutely ran. They ran further than I thought they were. <clears throat> And that was the best part. Like, when Chris and I, obviously, uh, we took the time a week beforehand to, to try to outline the show. And our goal was to give enough for the, give them enough ingredients mm-hmm. so they can just go ahead and do their thing. And I, I think they did just that. They did, it, thought, did I, a great job. Especially the out-of-town comedians. I didn't know how they would, I don't know, how, they were used to these type of a type of live shows, but they he, handled it just Ian
1: brilliantly. Ed, Ian Edwards, I was with him Saturday, a uh, friend of the show, and we were talking about the show, and he's like, how'd it go? You know, who won and everything? And uh, he was just like, which which comic one? And I told him, Angela Smith. And he was like, white girl? And I was like, yeah. So he's part of Roast Battle, and he does this at a very high level. Mm-hmm. And he was like, uh, "He was like, who was she up against? And I was like, uh, this black dude from Nashville, Brad Sativa. And he... Uh, and I sure I don't know if Brad wrote or not. He goes, the black dude didn't write anything, did he?
3: <laughs> and I th- go,
1: I go. You know what? I don't know if he did or not, but whatever it was, it was really funny, because I couldn't tell right, if he right. was just off the cuff. And he goes, that's what happens. White folks get in there, and write. They get real creative. Black dudes are funny as hell. They just go right off the cuff. That was Ian Edwards. Uh, I think Brad his analysis.
2: Uh,
0: uh, it was funny. I, I, I know the final Reds round. Let's
2: invite Ian to the next one to do the post game show.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I like that. I like that. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. I think Brad did have written. I think most of his stuff was written, though. And I think it's when we got to the like final some round. Some of it
1: might have been off the cuff, but that's just a testament to he did a great mm-hmm. job, whatever he was doing.
0: And I think towards the end, yeah, because it was it was literally improv. It was like, all right, you guys have to roast each other. They didn't get a ton of time to, they didn't get time at all, in fact, to actually prepare something beforehand before they met their finalists, right and they they already they were pretty strong with what they had or coming up on the spot no angelic i feel like maybe she had something written but i feel like she came up with some of her stuff her couple of last jokes were on the spot so um but again that's just a testament to those comedians but the point of the show the point of the show is when you've been doing these type of we have been doing stand-up for as long as these guys have being able to kind of come up and riff like that is kind of part of their DNA. So mm-hmm. I, I had a lot of fun. I was a. I, I look forward to us doing it again here in a couple of months Woo! here in the Cranberg Theater, uh, or in the building, excuse me. Um, Probably do the Dodzak.
3: The Dodzak, yeah. Okay. Probably. All
0: right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we'll do that beginning of uh, 2020, and I think it'll be a lot of fun. So um, we'll play the audio for everybody around the nine o'clock hour, and you I'll guys had
2: uh, good pacing. Thank
0: you. It was good pacing. Had to. Yeah. yeah. Those things can turn into two plus
1: hour affairs and all of a sudden you're you're thinking of it and you're looking at you're like man everybody's really funny but the audience
0: keeps like looking around a little bit it's kind of like a a trivia night yeah it is like you gotta have a good pace. you gotta have that's a very good point and and look we've had now this is officially our fourth time we've done it yeah and so i i think you you get a feel for okay you get you know because i think the first time we did it people enjoyed it But you know around the 90-minute mark, which we got to on our first one, that people were getting restless. And so it was our goal to be like, well, we obviously had a time in, time out, because it is a festival. First
1: time we did it was a Wednesday and a Thursday. And from Wednesday to Thursday, it went from like, oh, that was a cute comedy thing, to Thursday was like... Is that a TV
0: show? Like it the, felt like. it. And then the Off Broadway, we had a. Uh, that was a lot of fun because it's a bigger stage, bigger platform, and it was a. It's a nice crowd we got for the mm-hmm. Off Broadway before. Well, it's so fun that added too. To
1: it, we do. We, we in the next one, we'll do more video and music stuff mm-hmm. mixed in, where it will feel more like a TV show. Um, but just for the quick nature of it, at Atomic Cowboy, everything was great. And Flyover set up the stage, amazing Emily, uh, which you'll hear mm-hmm. Emily Hickner's wonderful <laughs> info <laughs> intro of us. Ah. Uh, uh! You guys, them dudes. Yep, uh, we really enjoyed it. So uh, look forward to that. You guys should check it out. You can hear all the great jokes and stuff. So yeah, I was talking. Gardner's the only one that heard it. Yeah, are we yeah. gonna be? We're not gonna be embarrassed, are
2: we? No. no I listened. No. I listened back to the entire thing. I did remove one portion, uh, which was uh, just G- JC Sabala. Yeah, oh, that's, that's fair. That's his, that's actual, nice. that's his material. actual material. Yeah, so that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Plus, was, he commented on. Me when I walked in. Ah,
0: Oh, you got rid of that. (laughs) Did you tell everybody? Tell everybody again. When I had my flat cap on uh and walked
2: in, and JC didn't even say hello to me, and just goes, "Oh, Gardner, are you here to invent the game of golf?"
0: (laughs) And it was very funny. You know how, like, we're we're I think we're rightfully so jaded individuals, and so when that's why if I compliment you two, you freak out because that's not in our that's not part of who we are. But, well, um, it's
2: just off, so you're wondering what you want. What's the <laughs> swing around? Yeah,
0: like my mom. <laughs> what are you up to? What, what do you need? But when we do actually uh, sincerely feel like someone's done something well, uh, it's we it's more appreciated. I feel like because we do give each other shit so much, and I felt good about the performance. Uh, but when Gardner let us know, hey gents, not bad. I was like, all right, we're mm-hmm. on our way. Because Gardner doesn't just throw out just compliments just because he's not a person that cares or is humane um, and has well, a soul. So when he expresses well, these souls things, souls aren't real. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> so I mean, yeah. I don't have one. Yes, you gotta gotta pick your spots. with like I Gardner just he didn't he didn't snap on me today. So I think I think he's having a good day. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like ah Travis,
4: he wasn't I, a moody
0: little bitch. He must have got some last night. Like we mm. all know each other's cues. Like we just, we just know. See like I snap, I consider it a good day. Hmm. Okay, okay, I, I got this my is, signals. Because really I get things out. <laughs> you don't want to keep it in. No. I know how, I know Chris has a good day specifically based off his hair. And look how good it looks today. It looks good. Didn't put too much gel in it today. No gel. That means he has a couple of meetings, but he mm-hmm. didn't do gel today. Because he must have had a successful meeting last night and at the dairy farm? Let me smell him. I've showered today. No, I'm just saying. I'm just trying to determine if you've had relations. No, okay. Take it easy. At the dairy farm? I don't don't know what happens at a dairy farm. Have you been to a dairy farm? Exactly. You don't know what happens there. He went to a dairy farm. He did. How was that? It's really good. But you're a farm you're a farm guy. It's good content.
1: No, really well good people and it's for a new podcast that we're launching and uh there's a cool partnership that's with the dairy association so
0: it's pretty unique yeah the dairy Association. what if what if we're Midwest the one what if we're the ones I to rescue too. the dairy industry what let's, if it's we are live what if god put us on this earth let's
1: let's wait and discuss that another okay. time okay. this is me shifting immediately away from God, anything else you're going to talk about saying,
2: i feel like we're the ones are going to be saying oh no, i was waiting for chris to do that <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> that's how it works
2: did you did they have nice fencing out there uh yeah it was like a, it was a cool farm it would be like a, a new nice haven missouri where i'd like to get a, like just a pose on a fence like keith morrison does like on a wood fence. oh nice
1: you're a little heftier though you might knock it over if it's not yeah i don't have to, to watch necessarily
2: that. put all my weight on it Perfect. I could at least make it look like it, though, if my knees could hold up.
1: Yeah. That would be the key. That could be an issue. Uh, other things happening in St. Louis. Uh, mm-hmm. Did we get into Mike Schultz manager of the year much? We do well, a little bit. We did. Yeah, yeah. we did yesterday. Um, we've got free agent signings happening, all yeah. kinds of fun stuff. Do you guys care? I uh, Just real quick. Do you guys care about the general manager meetings anymore?
2: I mean, it's hard to even care about the winter baseball meetings right. after last year. Yeah.
0: It used to be a thing for me. Uh, way oh, back in the huge. day. It used to be huge back in the day for me. Like, I would be absolutely obsessed. I remember one time we actually went to Vegas the same weekend that the GM meetings were taking place. And the we GM
2: were at, or the winter base, The winter meetings. I'm sorry. Okay. I
0: went to Vegas the winter meetings. Yeah. And, uh, it was very cool because you got all the media around. You see all the baseball team logos. You got a lot of fans around just saying hello. And then, of course, during the winter meetings, that's where a lot of the players used to, of course, come to meet with teams Mm and, you know, etch out their big eight, ten-year, $200 million contract. It's not that anymore. At least it hasn't been the last few years with free agency. And so I think it kind of takes the luster off of it. And I think we've also seen recently in the last few years – a lot of those guys we expected to be available come the free agency time have either re-upped or they drag it all the way out into the last two, three weeks before the season begins. Mm-hmm. So I am not into it anymore knowing because as a Cardinal fan, I know they're not going to be that team that ultimately makes that huge splash. We've just come, we've become used to it here. We're knowing that like whoever's the like, – who's it, Garrett Cole? And, but
2: they did last year.
0: With uh, Goldschmidt, yeah. the trade, absolutely. Uh, but I think that even then, that kind of I think that took a lot of people by, I wouldn't say by surprise. I wasn't surprised. Yeah, I guess you can say that. that they was were, the they big were going. They last year,
2: they were going to make a move of some sort. True. It, and it was going to be significant. It was a matter of what that would be. Mookie Betts keeps getting tossed around this year. You That's think, not think a like bad idea at all. Now I know he has one year left on his deal, and that might scare them away a little bit after it could be a little gun shy after the jason hayward situation fair enough uh but that was also i mean that was pretty unique right and why you were even making that deal with a player passing away right um so that was a little maybe a little different but i mean mookie betts is something how old is mookie betts i think he's around 27 i mean so he's at a nice age Oh wow he is now the thing is you would give up a lot to even get him for just the one year so
0: yeah and, that and definitely is no. I mean it's it's one of those guys I would wait for if he's there at free agency in 20 at the end of 2020
3: mm, It's just that it's that, that, that hasn't
0: yeah. been the way they've gone it seems No Um four-time All-Star World Series champion AL MVP three-time Sli- silver slugger four-time gold glover and he's only 27 good god That's Because Marcelo
2: Zuna looks like he'll reject the qualifying offer according other reports Makes sense and he's got some other people sniffing around him, like uh, I think Derek Gould of the Post said, the Reds, uh,
0: I think the White Sox. And are that ballpark, one. Ozuna could go for yeah. forty, forty-five easily. It's just, it's not. And you
2: look, you're an NBA fan, Travis. Like by now, half the NBA would be signed.
0: If it was uh, off season, yeah. right? And it's a, it's an event.
2: Like they, yeah, yeah. They, it just, it goes.
0: Yeah, and uh, but I think, and I, w- I don't know the details of most of the CBA from Major League you Baseball, but the NBA CBA is pretty player-friendly, so they know yeah. they're going to get taken care of.
2: Here you go. Baseball has a pace of game issue. Mm-hmm. They also have a pace of off-season they issue. Mm-hmm. I, so I, pace of game, pace of off-season seems to be uh, stymieing the interest,
0: maybe somewhat. It, I, uh, it
2: hasn't really, I mean, I'm interested no matter what, right. it's just it's,
0: you adapt I, I, and I also I don't know I, I think one thing that makes the NBA I think fun for our fans when it comes to the offseason like it's all the the, the rules of how offseason plays off, out is fair are fairly clear to understand mm-hmm. like you know like right now I know Anthony Davis at the end of this season the team that can offer him the max are the Los Angeles Lakers now he can take a deal anywhere else in the NBA but I know for a fact that no team can ever outbid the Lakers because the way the CBA is designed is to try to keep players in a city that the team signed them to. And so knowing that, for the fans, it kind of makes the pieces moving around the board a little bit easier to understand. I don't know if that's the case with Major League Baseball. Mm-hmm. I think we like, we, like the mystery team, that is baseball. Baseball will always be the only league with oh, the mystery team. Just remind me, I got to get
2: my... I normally put a Cardinals hot stove season bingo card out. Right. I got
0: to come up with those phrases uh, to put that out. That's very true. It is about that time.
1: I have a phrase for you. Oh, boy. Our friends at St. Louis Counseling Services uh-huh. here to help. St. Louis for more information. Check out the podcast, Mental Health Matters, wherever you get your podcast. I recommend just going to their website, st. Louis You can see all their capabilities. If you're an individual or if you're in charge of a school, a business, or know someone that needs counseling in the St. Louis area, send them a, a, a little message. Tell them to hit up St. Louis Counseling today. Uh, Gardner.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm. I had um, some segment ideas. Okay. Oh please! Actually, I don't. I don't know that they're really good ideas. Um, but at the local watering hole last night, I was oh, talking okay. to two friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're a bit older. Okay. And one of them has always bugged me about coming on the show, but I have it's
1: just al- covered in our first seven minutes that we did for
2: rehearsal. It 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 was. So let's see if we can repeat. <laughs> um, Peek behind the curtain. I had told him before. I'm like, look, I'd have to blur your face out. We'd have to change your voice to protect your identity because of the position you hold, and what we could be talking about. And I, I'm like, I'm doing this for you. You can't come on because I don't want you to lose your career. Right. So let me think about you. But he really wants to do something, and so he likes to just spout off things at times. That'll happen, which is enjoyable because then it allows a thought shower to happen. So he's a. I was telling him, I go, man, we could probably tie in like that internet phenomenon phrase, okay, boomer with you, because you just like to complain about <laughs> shit. <laughs> and because what got me thinking it is he was complaining about something, and then he just goes, and another thing. Oh, no. I don't like it when someone parks their cart on one side of their car and then goes to the other side when I'm trying. So it's just these old man type deals. Jesus. But he kept going, and another thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, there's your segment. And another
0: thing. And another, and another thing.
2: thing. You sound like a cross between Paul Harvey and Larry King right now. You're just like, old man, I don't like to wear hats. And just
1: stuff like just, that. We could just name regular things and then wait for him. And yeah. another thing. Like and another to, thing. And if he can do it, uh, I'll judge. Travis can throw out the topic. And if he can make it to 10, mm-hmm. then he gets... Um, he gets what do we think? Maybe donut like holes. a, a, a bottle really of insurance, or that too? Yeah, something yeah. like that.
2: But then I said, uh, so we could all go in unison. Like after he gets done with his little rants each time, we just go, "Okay, boomer," yeah. and then that's our retort. And then look, there's a segment. And the other one that was talked about was our mutual friend, Hockey Larry, was sitting there, and uh, as our friend was saying stuff, he at one point just goes, "Yeah, that's not necessarily true." And I'll go, oh, there's another segment. Yeah, that's not is. necessarily true. So I go, guys, this is how you make shows. You just sit around and stupid shit happens, and then you turn them into segments, and next thing you know, it's a show. And that's next all thing you know, it you're is. performing at Flyover Comedy Festival. That's all it is, yes. Yeah. So I was just, I kind of let them know that this is actually, this is exactly Quite how good. it happens. So maybe there's some potential there for those two at some point, but. Uh, either with that's not necessarily true, or and another thing. I,
1: I'm a fan. I'm 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 gonna say content is key. Mm-hmm. And I, That's good
0: content. What do you think normally it takes? Is it just experience getting older to to be that person that complains like that? Because I have my experience I, I, I w- helps most certainly. I, I have my moments, but well, my moments like because I had a rant, not necessarily. Because you're becoming to
2: that. an old black man.
0: I have, but my my but I'm trying to centralize my rants. Like I'm trying to just find. Here, give him the camera. A couple things to rant about only thing I ran about is like winter now. I, I can't stand winter. You want to go to the camera. Go ahead. Okay. Right. Listen here, winter. You winter bitch. Stop being cold. Stop. Stop 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 being windy. Alright. You know what you know what I can't stand? When the wind's blowing and it's cold and my, my bones start to shiver. I don't like that weather. And that's how I feel about that. So how's that? Would that be a good? It was that bad that he he up and left.
2: Yeah, I'll see you. What
0: what the hell? (laughs) You gotten up out of? What would you have done if I just left? Probably been 30 minutes of NBA talk with myself. (laughs) I might do that one day to you. We might do that to you. And just I, just, leave it I just sit up there, just me, just ranting on about the NBA.
2: We'll go into the lobby and all just watch t- you on the big a- television. All two views.
0: <laughs> and the two views will be my Facebook feed being open and Chris leaving his open. <laughs> yeah. that will be the only sound two views. Sound will get to sound you, will to like, turn uh, it off. Ah! Ah, then I close it, now I'm down to one view.
2: Yeah. You have an anxiety attack?
0: I wouldn't have an anxiety text specifically on the air. On air. But it, it would. We
2: could have Tom Duff of St. Louis Counseling
0: uh, analyze it at some point. It would get a little bit awkward, though.
2: Yeah. It Where did he go?
0: Bit, I don't know. Probably to go pray. You know Chris has a Muslim five times a day. <laughs> know how he is. Very religious. How often do Christians pray now? Do they change that
2: up at all? Uh, is it just whatever? Or is it just in church? I, or before, I, when you wake up and when you go, go to bed. Say your prayers when you go to bed. Yeah. I remember when I say your prayers, again, couldn't sleep until I say, said my
0: prayers. Who am I praying to? And now you again, you went to church. You didn't go like a ton, but you went every yeah. Sunday, right? How long did you do that? Mm. And, the, and I'll tell you the reason why I'm asking. 10 years. Okay. 10 years of your life that you yeah. went every Sunday. And the, re, and the only reason why I ask because now I have friends who have little ones now. They're not the world's most religious people. However, they still—they're now instilling upon their children, you know, pray before bed, things uh-huh. like that. And they—they're kind of uh, again very loose with it. So to speak. because
2: prayer to me is kind of meditative.
0: That's what I thought too. Because they were so wondering, I understand that. Does that now mean they have to go to church every Sunday? And I'm like, like that's if that's what not I've always part said, of, you
2: could be spiritual without religion.
0: I agree. And pr- I think prayer is part of that.
2: Now, it what your intent is with it, what you're praying to, is, might vary for, for different people. But t- to me, to believe in energy, to believe in stuff like that, right. that's fine. I mean, look, look at some of this crazy ass shit I've said on this <laughs> show. There's as much proof though as the stuff I say as anything else. That's why faith is faith, because it doesn't require evidence. Do you do
0: you have By a, design it doesn't <laughs> require evidence to me. Do you have a memorable moment from uh when you were a child going to like going to church that like stands out to you still to this day?
2: Um, I remember what was it for? It might have been confirmation. Oh yeah? Um, it wasn't at church. It was actually getting ready. My sponsor was my, my grandpa, Bob Evans. Oh, Bob. My Evans. Grandpa Bob Evans. And I just remember there was some point where they asked the, the candidates to stand up and say something, and we were me and this other kid were getting ready to stand up, and my grandpa stood up, and it was just all the other kids, and then my grandpa, my grandpa just starts repeating everything that they're saying, but he's the only adult standing up. And we just thought it was the funniest thing. And and I was laughing so hard. I couldn't tell him that I couldn't like get his attention because we were just cracking up. That's stupid. But as a kid, Grandpa, Grandpa, sit down. He's just saying whatever. I remember that moment. It's yeah, there's I remember having to bring milk, little milk cartons home to get filled with change. I think it was to feed the poor. I fed the poor. Look at you. It was a requirement in PSR class, though. So this stuff, stuff like that, nothing really significant stands out. See, up
0: now right. that's interesting. Now I'm, I'm curious because I would imagine even most of our listeners, watchers, like they may not be uber religious, but I would imagine that growing up when they did attend church, some of the lessons that they may have gotten from church is are still inside them or the way they go about living their life they might not might be living to the code of the bible mm-hmm. but they there are some things some teachings that i'm sure they follow maybe even inadvertently is there anything for you that you maybe picked up during church that's kind of not necessarily you don't follow it by like by See, the but, word but you kind of keep it in the back of your head when you're attempting to be a human
2: not necessarily because i think some of the things that people look to principle wise we're are, already there before. Religion. That are normal and and decent mm-hmm. don't require religion to be that. I agree. Way. I agree. That's a good I point. I said that before. Yeah. I'm being repetitive in a way, but that's how I feel. And I told people that probably. I think my mother gets scared a little bit that I don't feel a certain way because about she cares. people or situations. Uh, probably both. But uh, <laughs> but but I, but I feel but, like. I think it's just because she loves me and truly cares, and True. she wants the best for me. True. She, but
0: she, I, but I, I feel like just knowing you, I know there are instances where you're—look, you're not—you're not, you're not sane most days of the week.
2: But well, that depends. It could be a medical or a clinical what analysis happened? that would say that.
0: All I—I I don't think you're going to run out. Oh, don't worry,
2: Chris. Everything's just fine. Oh,
1: I'm sure. I'm happy to be back. We got a special guest too. That's all. I that's that. what I was doing. Sorry, back to sanity.
0: No, I was just saying that, um, Gardner. You again, while you have your um, certain. Int- uh, how do I say this? You're sort <laughs> sort of like a serial killer, and in, in, in a way, but you're compassionate. Like, so you may have habits. So I'm not that... a
2: sociopath or psychopath necessarily. Right.
0: You're a compassionate. Cold. I wonder. Person. I wonder how
2: that would. <laughs> it's,
0: it's the rudest yeah. thing I've ever heard. No, but I think that is. Would that be a great way to describe like a, a passionate cold? Like you're not going. If you see someone like I a would homeless throw person,
2: the pro- I could throw the profilers off, possibly. Absolutely,
0: though. and That's maybe scary. have. I'd, yeah, I'd, yeah. Like Chris, for example. We'll Chris was a. Out. How you went to church every Sunday from how a how long to what for how many years? Like birth to. 17. Okay. So now, from my time, knowing you, living with you, I know that you're a pervert. I know <laughs> that wait, wait, you... what's happened? Oh, Whenever me, I me stepped just, out me,
1: to only deal with our Let me, let me just break cast.
0: this down. All I'm saying is, I know that there are several moments where you're a horrible individual. I'm sorry. However, you're, you can be compassionate, and I think you. while you're not the most religious person in the world, you picked up on a lot of those habits by going to church. I don't think you would have had some I'm of those without values words. without going to church. Mm-hmm. That's think, my point. I'm curious if people pick up a lot of these values that remain with them because of their time of going to church as a child.
2: Yeah, there's the only way to do that is to do a test case where you don't do it. Like you would have mm-hmm. hey here's someone who's not yeah. then how do they end up? You'd have to do studies like that. Okay. Which I'm sure there might be out there.
0: Like me on the other hand, like very well adjusted. Mm-hmm. Um let's see how well you adjust to this.
1: Gateway Powder Coating. You heard of them? GPC. Gatewaypowdercoat.com for more information. Travis? Yeah? They're always running specials. How are they now? They're always taking care of their customers. Gatewaypowdercoat.com. They're out no found You can find all the information you need on the website. Okay. If you have anything metal that needs powder coated, take it to them. You know why? Why, Chris? We don't work with the number two resource for powder coating in the Midwest. You know why? Because that's shit. That's, that's right. And they are the shit. They're number one. (laughs) Gateway Powder Coating. Number one resource for powder coating in the Midwest. Huge fan of Mark, Alex, and the gang out at Gateway Powder Coating. They've been supporting us for a little while now, so you need to make sure you take your work to them. That's gatewaypowdercoat.com for more
0: information. Oh, man. All right, boys and girls. What do you got? A big weekend coming up. uh, Specifically for one, Colin Kaepernick. Oh boy! Well, if you heard the word, but Colin Kaepernick will have an opportunity to show NFL teams he's still in the prime shape for a return to the league. According to Adam Schefter, the league will hold a private Kaepernick workout on Saturday that includes on-field work and an interview in Atlanta. Every club is invited to attend, though no team. L- the list of teams will be in attendance is not being made available not only to the public but also to Kaepernick. Kaepernick Mm -hmm. doesn't know who's going to be showing up. It's a weird setup. It's a very odd setup. Every club is invited to attend. It feels like it that that aspect of it feels like it's now a publicity stunt because why would you not let him know the person who's going to be in the workout who's going to be in attendance? What's the reason for not letting him know?
2: I don't know because the stuff I had read too is that they had preferred the workout to be conducted on a Tuesday when most are. Um, and the NFL said no. And they said, you got to do it this Saturday. And then they had said, well, can we do it another Saturday? We, like this is kind of short notice. And they're like, nope, you got to do it this one. So I don't, I don't know. Was this a Michael I'm
1: Sam in. situation where somebody <laughs> yeah, from like the league it. office makes that I call and they go draft him?
0: Here's, here's what the NFL does. NFL thinks they can control every minute Of what happens in their league. And when they attempt to do that. But when they attempt to do that. They end up stepping on their own toes in the process. So why don't they just let Kaepernick work out. Tell him the teams that are showing up. If he sucks, he sucks. No one signs him. If he's good, then sign him. Why does the league always make something that's so simple? It's a league based on talent. I like watching that though.
2: Because I despise the NFL. I agree. So when they
0: fuck up, I... I enjoy it quite a bit. The NFL, when they attempt to control the narrative, they fall on their face every damn time. Sometimes plus you just got to let their, things go. Plus, a
2: lot of their narratives are boring. And, and stupid. Like, their actual game stuff they try to force at you is just like, oh, jeez.
1: I will say I don't keep up with the NFL since they uh, mm-hmm. what they did with the Rams and everything. Um, but I do still see – Twitter and everything it's else. It's hard. It's all around you. It's if hard you not... were, if your argument would be, and uh, listen, people are—you're allowed to. They're allowed to think whatever they want. If they think he's a distraction, that's fine. But please don't tell me that whatever is Brian Hoyer still in the league? Yes, he is. Like, when you have guys like that throwing up like a negative seven QB rating, <laughs> and you're like, well, I just don't know if uh, the guy who went to a Super right. Bowl and uh, can can hack it. like, no, that's not true. Chase Daniel has been a quarterback for ten years. In the league. He's uh, had one of the best jobs. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. But my point is just like, that's fine. You don't need to, you don't even need to tell us your true intentions. Just please don't tell me the guy's not athletically inclined or mm-hmm. capable enough to be a second option on your quarterback. I, on your in your depth chart. Like it's, really it's, it's a very, just some of it, the guys it, that get I, trotted out are just. I,
0: I, at the the NFL from, from jump, they've handled this like shit. We all know that. We've talked about that in nauseum on this show. I I don't understand you know workouts take place on Tuesday. You know it's a disadvantage to Kaepernick because a lot of teams are going to be traveling on Saturday because they have games on Sunday. So even some of their better scouts won't be able to attend this workout. So it's like you're doing everything you can to set this up for him to lose. And I'm trying to understand why the NFL just keeps putting salt on that mm-hmm. wound. Like, why is that necessary? Like, I don't – like, I really – I know there are people who are capable. I stop saying smart people that work at the headquarters of the NFL. Mm-hmm. But I know there are capable individuals. I, I don't understand why this has been the most complicated issue, along with concussions, uh, for this league over the last five to seven years. It's the weirdest thing to watch unfold. And all you have to do, it's a talent-based league. It's a result-oriented league. Yeah, that's, If he that's, can play, he plays. That's with everyone. No one gets special treatment because of their social issues or how they feel politically. Can you throw the ball? Can you catch it? Yeah, that's, I think that's, that's why so many people enjoy yeah, I mean, football, because
1: I mean, it doesn't matter if your daddy's someone. Right. Or, uh, it's like, <laughs> this is the results, baby. Like, this is you're good or you're not.
2: Really. Richie Incognito's still playing, right? Still playing. Both Richie. the brothers yeah, have been a, out is there. Is he a distraction well, at times? Look, the I mean, bro- in the off season, he went to a funeral home where his father's body was and was upset because he they wouldn't cut off the head so he could have it cryogenically frozen mm. and threatened to beat people up in a funeral mm. home. So, yeah. I think Kaepernick's not going to be a distraction. It's, it's, or at least, then you don't understand distractions right. and maybe get your own fucking life together. And
0: then and, and the distraction thing is so bullshit. I watched Dante Stallworth murder a guy because he was drunk and high, hit him on an off-ramp, and the following season, he was playing football again. Mm-hmm. So don't give me the distraction bullshit. Aaron Little because got a DWI
1: doesn't... after killing someone Literally a DWI.
0: Got a DWI, killed someone in the off-season, and played the next season. Didn't... I think he missed four
2: games. Now, now maybe people would say, "Well, those weren't necessarily distractions to the people."
1: In but, the, but, but the NFL will claim moral high ground on stuff, or yeah, they should, and
2: obviously they shouldn't. Now, if you're saying you know certain things aren't distractions, certain things are, well, then maybe what you can, I would tell you to take stock in your life. Then at that point,
0: and I and I think not only I that, do it every day, and it's not pleasant. <laughs> you're a weird guy. I'll I'll admit that. But you have a guy like Eric Reed, currently playing for the Carolina Panthers, who also stood side by side with Colin Kaepernick. Eric Reed has been one of the top safeties in the league for the last two seasons since he's been brought on with the Panthers. And I haven't realized if he was a distraction for the Panthers. Mm -hmm. So I I don't, I, I wish the league would just get out of their own way. And we say this a lot about the league when it comes to a lot of things that they do but just simply got out of the way. If Kaepernick comes out and he misses every damn target and throws everything short, sure. and look, you can now say we gave him every opportunity possible. They literally told Kaepernick about this workout on Tuesday. Like, I don't understand the method to their madness. And then that's the frustrating thing about it because I think the league well, could like be better if... if it, pe- People just try to outsmart themselves. Well, it
2: just seems as though, I mean, it's it's punitive and vindictive. Very, little. very. So, I mean, that's that's but motivation. But they want the
0: social cred for saying they gave him a shot. So, yeah,
2: they're yeah. like, all right, well, you can do it, but uh, we're going to do it this way because, you know, we're bastards.
1: <laughs> you think that's what they say in the email?
2: I could see that. Okay. They gotcha. might be the kind of people that enjoy that, that consider that a, a, a term of endearment. Yeah. Hey, old bastard. <laughs> Is total QBR...
1: What
0: they go, they base it off of. I guess I, mean, I don't know. I think they kind of. I'm came looking QBR at this like seven, eight years ago. They what? I think uh, is it 2000... passer rating's been around forever, but QBR, I think, uh, that's the like newest... maybe barely ten years old.
1: 2019 regular season NFL leaders. Would it make sense that Dak Prescott and Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes are at the top three, and Lamar Jackson's your your fourth? Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, okay, so total QBR. <laughs> so you have guys uh, with decent amount of, uh, I guess, snaps. You have Joe Flacco still in there at 30, more than 30 points lower than your top QBs. Right. Baker Mayfield's garbage. Mason Rudolph's garbage. Right. Uh, Andy Dalton, Josh Allen. You look at a team, and fortunately, they've Mitchell kind of... Mitchell Trubisky.
0: They're like, yeah, oh, and and I think, you know, according to a lot of sources, a lot of people, uh, if there is a team uh, that could probably pick up cap, it could be the Bears. Uh, they're, they're, and, and I think... I don't understand a league where your job is obviously t- to win, but your job is always on the line. Mm-hmm. Like the only person whose job's always safe is Bill Belichick, but we've even seen over the last couple years, there's been a little back and forth between him and Kraft and Brady. So, no one's absolute in this league really. So, it's fascinating to me that when you know your job is on the line, winning is the most important thing, and that the quarterback position is incredibly important, that you're willing to put out somebody like Mitchell Trubisky, who has absolutely been a detriment to his team since he's become a Chicago Bear, you're willing to throw your time as the head coach into the trash. That's because
1: someone somewhere said off limits. Yes, and yeah. that and that's, it, and that's why reason. I say
0: that's it, it is no doubt it is the owners. It absolutely is own because if you're a head coach and that's the player, you you can't tell me there isn't a head coach straight face hand of god that would not say, talent Kaepernick talent yeah. wise is better than at least two thirds of, of the, the quarterbacks backups. in the in the league easily. Oh yeah, I don't probably I mean, even some of, some of these starters. You have to understand this guy is a true. Super Bowl quarterback. So is like that's like so is, this,
1: so is Rex Grossman. Was he? Rex Grossman took the, the Bears to the Super Bowl. Uh, so don't forget that. Well, that Trent happen. Dilfer won a Super Bowl. He never forget that. Oh, God, don't. Ugh, nothing... Mark, Rip-
0: <laughs> Mark Rippon won a Super Bowl. Mark Rippon was a better quarterback than those last two you just named.
1: Kind of. He, he didn't start as many games as them.
0: Man, he was definitely better than Rex Grossman. And you know,
2: was... Trent Dilfer has become the 2011 oh. Cardinals in yeah. terms of this. It. <laughs> <It's like, laughs> <Take laughs> it. Okay, it's going to happen once. <laughs> Take it easy. Yeah. Let it go. Just uh, stop thinking it's going to repeat itself. Uh,
1: I don't uh, I don't mean to command the show or anything, but I do need to pee, uh, tell people about... Uh, you do need to pee? I, I'm good. Oh, okay. and, uh, I do need to tell people about Sophie's tonight. Uh, our friends Bobby Jaycox, uh, Brandon Judd, Matt Barnes, our uh, our bud. Who else is on this? Brandon Judd, Matt Barnes, Max Price, who was on yesterday, and our friend Bobby J Cox going to headline. That's Happiest nice. Hour at Sophie's. Travis, when to drink special start? Drink special start at four, Chris. Four p.m. But 6 because p.m. it gets dark early, point. oh yeah, Travis
0: going to get the party started at three twenty-five. Oh. oh no. Mm. That's not a thing. I shouldn't okay. do that yeah. early in the day.
1: Uh, so Happiest Hour is tonight. We've got our headliner, Bobby Jacobs. We have specials thanks to Jack Daniels and Schlafly. That's right. Come by. Have some happy hour drinks. Enjoy the show with us. That's at 6 p.m. It'll be an hour and a half at most hanging out. And uh, just come enjoy yourself in Grand Center in the Dot Zach Building. Oh, Chris, at you
0: did you didn't tell me George Clooney was going to stop by. Uh,
1: the the man, the myth, the legend, <laughs> Chris Manso. He's got Snappy Bigman Coffee. He keeps his caffeinated. He made a delivery mm. this morning, so I said, come in here. And uh, that's why I was gone for a second earlier. Mm-hmm. I had uh, to grab Chris and nothing else. There's nothing else going on. <laughs> uh, Mr. Manso, good to see you, buddy. Good to see you guys. Man, what do you have for us? What's going uh, on? Is this, this
5: is our new one, the Guatemalan Antigua Estate.
1: May I? Oh, yes. okay. Can you... Uh, Kindly tell us what's going
5: on in this bag. Goodness, <laughs> just plain goodness, <laughs> caffeine and goodness. Oh my gosh! You no, know, it's one of our new single origins we're going to introduce next week. So I thought I'd bring it by and let you guys try it first. Oh, nice! That's and fantastic. If you're okay next week, we'll bring it out to the public after that.
3: Oh wow! We'll okay, give you our
1: uh, our, our word can, if yeah. you can move forward later today.
0: Snappy Bigman fuels our office. Oh, like man. the only way so work good. gets done is because of your coffee. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Oh no, my pleasure. Uh, and it's absolutely delicious. I'm really looking forward to trying that. I am too. I love, love I love your packaging. I love the design, I love everything on that. That is just so. It just but makes it me. It says
1: a state on there. It, does. it Makes me feel. It feels like a certain way. I feel like I. I should a little uppity.
5: Yeah,
3: yeah. Uh, I go to <laughs> the, yeah. the Hamptons this weekend. Yeah,
1: I'll I'll yeah. I'll be out in uh. What what would be like the funny version mm-hmm. of like what somebody like a bumpkin would think is like nice? Be like ah, take that to the lake. Like, is it that? Is it that? Like, I'm going to get the best houseboat you've ever seen, and I'm going to call it my estate. That's a good
0: question for the St. Louis Metro area. What would be right? That like spot? what's they're like that is not
1: like it's the what's the Red Lobster of location? I'm thinking right? about
0: going to Casino Queen later today. That's
1: what I'm saying. Yeah, get out there, hit the casino buffet. They don't have this kind of coffee. <laughs> no, there. they do not, uh, Mister Manso, There's uh, there's some gray uh, oh, yeah, fabric these, over here is,
5: too. I don't know what sizes you guys wear. Fat. Fat.
3: <laughs> is,
0: look, we're, have, we're like two weeks into this diet uh, challenge, we're, so we're really low on ourselves.
5: These are one size fits most. <laughs> oh, okay, there we go. Do you have
0: rotund <laughs> in your side? Uh, no. Husky. But, uh, is that in there? I have husky. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. This is great. Oh, yeah. This is a, look at a this. nice blanket daddy needs. Oh, mama.
5: Oh, that one should fit you. Okay. Well, this will work. Gardner for, for you, too. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, thank you thank, thank you. thank you, Chris. Sir. Gardner, uh, camera, camera three when you get a chance. Hold on here. Hold on. Here you go. And they smell good. Oh
2: wow! Look at that. Look,
0: like he's talking into the mic. Chris. Yeah. It's great hey. coffee. Hey. Just saying. Hey. Coffee's awesome. Hey y'all, that's racist as hell. Wait, what? That's that's wrong, segment.
5: Okay. wrong segment. Wrong <laughs> segment.
1: Everything good in your world, man. Everything's really good. Yeah, everything's
5: I,
3: good.
1: I see you. Uh, you're a busy guy. You're jumping around. Busy
5: guy. I'm gonna miss your uh, happy hour show tonight. I gotta. I gotta get orders out. We're roasting tonight and everything. But that's God, that's you're a busy man. We'll make it. I will make one of these shows. I swear. It's
1: gonna be fun. Uh, if you guys uh, can't make the six o'clock show, are you aware that we have an eight thirty? Chris, shut up. There? Shut up.
0: Because I was just like, man, I wish I was 8 o'clock comedy because I sure like to laugh that late.
1: I'll do you half an hour better. 830. Oh. Gastropit, 4916 Shaw. Tonight, Tom Brown, Kate Barton, Will O'Donnell. It's free comedy Thursday at Gastropit. Uh, if you guys are familiar with Gaslight is, Gastropit is right there at Kings Highway and Shaw. Come out. 830 show. Going to be a blast. As part of the Midcoast Comedy Series. Uh does it does business pick up during the winter
5: for coffee? Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I, I would
1: feel like that. Yeah, people would be like, they do this a lot. They go, Gardner, do you do this? You're like, ooh, sure could use a hot cup of Joe. It's <laughs> kind of one of those things. Well, yeah, yeah.
2: i constantly because I, I will drink coffee till ten o'clock at night. Some days. Do you really? So, yeah. Me too. And then I same. I, <laughs> I um, is it I, I go too? to bed still.
0: Is, is honest? Honestly, if, for me, it is like it's, yeah. it's a it's 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 i don't know it just keeps me just focused on what i need to do and sometimes like i can't get settled unless i have coffee if that makes any sense hmm. so yeah i'm i'm with you on that one i'm a definitely a, a guy that drinks coffee and i might
2: not go seven, full eight, on nine. cups later in the day right. but like i might do like a half a cup yep. or just a quarter cup just something like that but i mean i i use it throughout the day and well,
1: it's a, it's a cigarette. Big fan of the Havana. Of the Havana, oh, okay.
2: fan of the Havana. Oh,
1: so, yeah, look, oh, it's been a long went time. He just a notch. <laughs> <for> I'll <his time.
0: laughs> <laughs> <laughs> tell you what, it's been a long time since I've been down to Cuba, Chris. Have oh, you been about, to Cuba? Yeah, I think it was around 78, 79. Me and okay. the old girl, we went down there for our honeymoon. And, really? Yeah, it was after I got out of, uh, I used to be in the war. No, Which war? Was no war. No, the one that MASH was about. Okay. You're
1: an extra okay. on MASH uh, is what you're saying. Okay. that's what it was. Have you been to Cuba? No, I have not no. been to Cuba. Interesting. You have been to other cigar. Nicaragua, Honduras. Yeah, Nicaragua, Lyme. Honduras. Yeah. There have been revolutions in both those areas. Yes. <laughs> yes.
5: Always fun when you go there.
0: And it's, and it's always because of the coffee. Yes. That's specifically is. why these people fight <laughs> for the do, coffee, and that's why we appreciate it.
1: Do you think we need to go to Cuba if if we were to put it on our
0: checklist? Well, place you ago? can't. State Department won't let you. Eventually. No, they'll let you. They'll yeah. let you
5: again.
2: Yeah, oh, you got, so. got the hookup like that? Must be nice. Well, they just went. I mean, yeah, baseball does. reporters go. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah. They used to have the, there used to be a minor league team in Havana, actually. Oh, really? Years ago, called the Sugar Kings. Do you have to get like? The Havana Sugar Kings. And actually, if you look up some of their logos online. Pretty sweet. Smoking. Yeah. Like, fantastic. Okay. Like, I would love to see, my friend Bob Ramsey, the voice of the Billikens, and I have talked about this before, we would love to see a major league baseball team in Havana. We're, Man, ba- we're, more than... we're basically moving the Tampa Bay Rays to Havana. Ah, you know? that, would be, that would be pretty and smart. And we were going to call them the Havana Sugar Kings and go with the old uniforms. Okay, no, that's and dope. this was going to be the theory being this is a way to start bridging, taking politics out of yeah, it. and I like A way I to like bridge that. communication between the countries and stuff Havana, like that. Havana Sugar you Kings, imagined, dope look, as look, name. Look at old pictures of Havana and what it looked like and what it was, and think of like old Las Vegas. Ooh. and it's like it's stunning some of the architecture there is just the pictures mm-hmm. you see the old churches especially it's stunning of what it has been in the past and so you want to make a rebirth so here's here's a way to possibly do that
1: we've got it working so wait so i think also carnival cruise lines would be all over this you take the uh the miami ship down catch a ball game the sugar oh, kings i like your you know you. what Look you not, guys I, can't,
2: I can just imagine a morning me sitting on a Patio, probably won't a be a small involved, balcony then. of a hotel yeah. overlooking Old Havana itself. While sipping that Havana coffee from Snappy, mm, Big, Snappy Big, wow! You just, you he's a storyteller. He he's, right
0: yeah. he's good he's one of the best one of the best
1: <laughs> one of yeah he'll get there someday <laughs> uh, anything we knew we need to know about the uh, about the situation it's always fun to just kind of see people around the St. Louis area that are on entrepreneurial literally adventures and kind of what affects things what works what doesn't you're a guy who loves what you
0: do and it's, uh, it's
5: always fun to watch everything kind of move forward yeah, it is. It's moving forward, you know, not as fast as we want to, but we're fine with taking our time. It's getting does. there. What's yeah. the most
0: satisfying part? Because you have grown a lot. Yeah. So what's the most satisfying part well, for you, you can these have days? A when coffee with a state in the name. Yeah,
1: that's that's also right. Mm. And
5: it tastes so much better out of this cup for some reason. I don't know <laughs> why. i got to give a plug back to a young gentleman who gave a shout out. Uh, no, you know what? Everything's good everything's good we like the growth we got going mm-hmm. uh it's fun you know the best thing i like is when somebody's had the coffee yeah i find later you know they served it uh to guest or whatever at dinner and they come back and they're like i had your coffee that's fantastic and i really liked it well that's yeah you cool. put I'm the like, work in. like how much do you want to order they're like, <laughs> like i just wanted to compliment you. I'm like, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Bigman Duck. you
1: can order it he'll deliver it to your house everything it's great Keep up the good work, sir.
5: I will. Okay. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Glad we had this discussion. Yeah. <laughs> thanks for letting me drop in. Absolutely. <laughs> you had a uh, good
2: cigar lately? Oh.
5: Yeah, actually, I did. I was hanging out with uh, my buddy Scott, and we were smoking some of his STLs where you could still smoke in public, which was neat. We were in St. Charles County. Gardner. Oh, that's right. Gardner, uh, do you need to go out there?
2: I've been there. <laughs> uh, uh,
5: Salvatore's? Okay. I out there? Okay. Which was, it, it was just weird. We, we, we met and had lunch. But then we lit up in a restaurant mm-hmm. and i was like god i miss those days
0: The Stan- stanley's not no longer do it downtown in st louis no stanley's still does. okay i just wasn't yeah. sure he's but saying I mean, like this a, was in a, it oh, just, not in a cigar bar oh okay this so was, this was just like
5: an actual uh, there was food bar, oh nice food, the whole bit okay and it was just like man i miss those times and okay. nobody had a problem with it, right you know oh, that's that's a, that was old school. that
1: is the thing as as it was happening we were in columbia missouri whenever uh, the smoking ban went into effect and at the time it was like yeah. Yeah. Ban this. Yeah. because I, I don't I didn't want it to smell like smoke or whatever. But then you kinda step away from it and Gardner, you say this all the time. Yeah, it was. It's when you look at the is it fair, is it not? It's like it's not really it should be up to each business to kind of figure it out. If you well,
5: like. it should be. We talked about it last yeah. time. It should be we're adults. Yeah. You know what? If you have in Stanley's has to bylaw, and so does Brennan's in upstairs, mm-hmm. they have this little sign that says warning smoking in here. Yeah. And it's actually issued by the county. It looks like it was made on copy paper. Mm. There's not even a logo. With our tax dollars, you couldn't put a logo on there? <laughs> <laughs> make it look official? Well, it's
1: an interesting thing. because 34
2: it, Club on their window used to have a sign that said smokers welcome oh there you go. so it wasn't even like warning smoke it was like smokers welcome,
1: welcome. <laughs> 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 that's so funny uh Gardner, we do have uh again want to remind everybody comedy shows tonight six o'clock at sophie's eight thirty 30 at uh, gastro pit and on the hill so grand center and the hill stand up Come out, hang out. It's going to be a good time. A lot of great comedians on the show tonight. And uh, get your coffee from Snappy Bigman. Gardner, what do we have coming up next? You've prepared something.
2: We have a target practice live from, a, live from Atomic Cowboy, I guess not live, but recorded from Atomic Cowboy a week ago, Thursday, at Flyover Comedy Festival with, uh, was it, eight comics participating, and the roast show. Mm. And uh, we have the audio of that for your listening pleasure. Okay. So that's about it.
1: Great to see you, Chris. Good to see you guys. Nice to come brother. Appreciate it. Guys, enjoy this and uh, come out to the shows tonight. Here's some uh, Target Practice Live a roast
2: goodness. Say peace, Travis.
0: L <clears throat> peace.
6: Well, thank you so much for coming out tonight. From the bottom of my heart, please help me bring to the stage...
3: Target practice
6: live! Oh my God, we are live. Target practice live! Oh my God!
1: Thank you so much, Emily Hickner. Everybody. Give it up for Emily Hickner. She mistook Travis for a different black dude earlier, behind the stage. So she's got a lot to come through. This is bet. And Travis and I, as interracial couples, generally have to uh, go through. We did leave radio. We're now podcasting. <laughs> Yes. We're coming out as poor to our parents. Yes. We're so excited. This is <laughs> so exciting. Guys, this is Flyover Comedy Festival. This is good. Give it up for us. This is good. You Kinda are. Quiet. This, you is, are, like, this you is like Chris oh, Demon. I'm Chris Demon. This is Travis Sherrill. We've got some cool am, stuff
0: to talk about. What's, what's, are you high? Yeah. No. <laughs> I am just high on your enthusiasm. Look tonight. at
7: this. Here.
1: No, seriously. At is, Target Practice Live. This is good. This is the uh, Allegiant flights of, uh, of Flyover Festival. This crowd, this, this <laughs> yeah. show, this yeah. is like, all right, we'll get there. We we'll get have up to a good Iowa, time Iowa, southern it. Indiana. Yeah, Another I think so. It. We're heading out to Destin right after this, so we'll, we'll make that happen. Guys, if you guys, uh, you're here, if you've seen it before, if you haven't, this is going to be a really good time. We've got so many talented performers. This is a roast show. Yep. We have some great judges that we're going to introduce. This is very simple. You guys can win some free beer. You guys can get a chance to roast
0: us. You paying attention? Yes. Yeah. And you can be as racist as you want. Please do. Do it. Get it out. No, the hey, election N-word season coming th- up. Get it out your system now. <laughs> get a little warm up. That's N-word, all right.
1: N word makes things 30% funnier. That no doubt about it. it. Do, yes, yes, yes. Don't forget that. And just put your uh, employer on there.
0: <laughs> as well, get it to my black Twitter stormfront handle name. Very, very quickly.
1: Uh, I'm gonna hand out some cards. You guys can roast us in the style of. Uh, Travis looks like, and Chris looks like. All you got to do is write it down. We'll give away a free prize. It'll be a good time. Travis, this is a roast competition. There are rules. There are judges. So I want to bring up some judges. Is that all right with you? All right. Let's bring them on out. Who do we have? These are esteemed folks from right here in the St. Louis area. Your first judge writes for the Riverfront Times. You guys ever heard of that? Give it up for the Riverfront Times. His name is Daniel Hill. Make some noise. Where's old Daniel? Come on up. Side stage, Daniel. Come on up. We're going to have Daniel sit back here. He can say hello to everybody. This guy recently, for an article, did an (laughs) all-you-can-drink bar and then wrote about it, man. Good to see you. Grab a mic. Say hello real quick. Daniel, what compelled you to drink every drink in the bar on Cherokee that I guess has gotten some notice in the New York Times now, too? Uh, Alcoholism. (laughs) That's
8: hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Addiction. <Isn't it>? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. It was actually it was a colleague's idea, and uh, it, it, it spiraled. It got away from me. I don't really know what to say.
1: <laughs> the photo we shared on Facebook is him in a hot dog suit hammered outside the bar. I just want to commit it. Give it up for Daniel Hill. He's our first judge.
3: Thanks. Thank you.
1: And real quick, Travis, the judges tonight are going to judge the performers on crowd participation, so you guys need to be loud for people you enjoy. Indeed. And then was it funny? It's that simple. That's how we're going to do it. They pick the winner. Winner gets $200 cash, so this is exciting tonight. Your next judge, Travis. Who do we have? He's from University City, Missouri. Oh, my. He writes for Yard Barker. He's from straight out of low cash in the scenario. So. His name is Matt Whitener. Ah. Give it up. He, was, he used to be one of three black dudes at an AM radio station. Good for Matt Whitener. Come on up here, Matt Whitener. Where are you? Look at this. Guys, keep it going. Yes. Matt's pumped to be here. It's not yes, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah. man, <laughs> come on up, sit down, That's let's what he see gets what you got, look at City. this, oh man, matching uh, shoes and coat, he's looking good tonight.
9: Well, how the hell do I follow that story, <laughs> <laughs> That's I'm in a hot dog suit and I'm just hearing this, I look like a hot dog, well thank you.
1: Matt did I'm a keeping ra- the
9: black radio quota down. <coughs> yes.
1: Matt did a radio show with Cam Jansen, former enforcer for the St. Louis Blues. did you pick anything up from Cam working with him for so long? Well, just all the things not to do. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. Uh, your final judge is a hip-hop legend in these parts. He just headlined Grove Fest. His name is Scrub. Give it up for Scrub everybody. Did we lose him? We- ah, Scrubs here baby look at it. Oh my God. so fancy. Guys, again, you're going to be judging people. If you want to have a seat next to Matt Whitener, Gentlemen. on crowd participation, and then was it funny? Let's get into it. Scrub, how are you, man? I'm great. You good? Yep, I'm here to drink. There you go. This <laughs> He came to drink with the legend, Daniel Hill. All right, guys, before we get too far into it, you've got some great performers tonight. We've got rules, Travis. We do have rules. Now, first and
0: foremost, Chris, what is target practice, you're probably wondering? What is target practice? Hey, how's it work? Target practice, if you are a. Let's see if
1: he knows. This is actually, this would actually be pretty good.
0: Target practice is if, is when you're a white teenager and a woman rejects you. Nice. That's good. That's good. Uh, That's how I grew up. That's uh, how I grew up. Okay. Gotcha. Look, the Joker was great in the box office. I thought I could do that joke. I related so much. I thought thought the timing would have been right. All right. Uh,
1: So, the first round, you've got comics. uh, We've got comics from out of town, from here in St. Louis. We've got three segments. It's very simple. It's very fun. We've got three segments. Trending. Yo mama. Right. No. Yes. And pot roast. And pot Trending. Ro- We've got some popular topics for the last year that they're going to roast. They can incorporate it however they want. Yo mama. I'm not familiar. with you. Yo
0: mama. Yo mama. Yeah, how now, does yo that work? Mama, We put a little bit of a twist on it this time. Instead of you roasting the opponent's mother, you must roast your own mother. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, so we'll that's see gonna how that be plays bad. out. This could get rough.
1: And then pot roast. We have weed themed figures for these people to roast. So this should be a really good time. should be a good time. You excited, Travis? Let's go ahead and bring it up. Are you guys excited? We're going to bring out our first two contestants. Judges are paying close attention. We're going to pop back here. Your contestants are going to come out here. First up, from right here in St. Louis, Missouri, she performs throughout the Midwest. Her name is Angela Smith. Give it up, everybody. Angela, has anything significant happened in your life outside of this recently?
10: My grandpa died.
1: Hilarious. Thank you.
0: Stand right there. (laughs) All right, Chris. Joining Angela will be Post Malone's stepfather... Scott Scott Eason
1: from Alabama. Give it up. Give it up, Scott. Show them what St. Louis is all about, (laughs) everyone. Welcome to Target Practice, Scott. (laughs) Scott. He's in his case camp. So here's where we're going to go. We're going to go back here. We're going to call it out. They've got topics to hit. This is Angela's mic. That's Scott's. Everybody's going to be nice. Cheer if you think it's funny. Have a good time, guys. We're going to pop back here and get this thing going. Good luck, everybody. (laughs) Angela, you're up first. Great. The first topic for trending in the first round for each. Popeye's chicken sandwich. Angela,
10: you're up. Popeye's chicken sandwich. I'm a lot like the Popeye's chicken sandwich. Uh, not worth the hype, but black guys still line up around the block for me. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Travis? True.
11: Scott, I, feel gonna, I feel there's going to be a lot of black jokes. I feel there's going to be a lot <laughs> of black jokes. Uh, people are waiting over two hours to get one of these sandwiches, which is coincidentally longer than they've ever visited with their biological children.
1: (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) Back to Angela.
10: Hey, what's the difference between a Popeye's chicken sandwich and a Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich? You can get a Chick-fil-A sandwich in heaven.
3: (laughs) Yeah,
11: the Popeye's chicken sandwich is gay. uh, And it's obviously a Dom top, because it'll rip your ass apart.
1: (laughs) Angela.
10: Uh, Yeah, Popeye's spicy chicken sandwiches are the Kanye West of fast food. Once white people figured out how good they were, they completely sold the fuck out.
11: All right. Uh, Popeye's chicken sandwich is a lot like Angela's pussy. Uh, You wait too long to get it. You realize it's not that good. It's kind of fatty, and it tastes like pickles.
10: We We just just met (laughs) met backstage.
11: I fucking warned her. I warned her. I was like, I'm going to say some foul shit. And she was like, it's all good. She didn't know. She didn't know.
1: Okay, next up Travis, I believe it's your mama With the twist, correct? It is, guys We're going to have them make fun of their own mom Uh, Scott, yours, sir Uh, My
11: mom won't suck a dick But she'll hold it in her mouth till it goes soft (laughs) My mom died in 2006 R.I.P. Mom, I love you Angela. I killed Angela's grandfather,
10: too. (laughs) Hey, make some noise for his mom. It's real. Yeah, you're going to have to be louder than that. She's dead. (laughs) (laughs) My mom... (laughs) hmm? My mom's so racist. She boycotted country radio for playing Keith Urban. (laughs)
11: My mom uh, is so ugly, uh, she can't even arouse suspicion.
10: My mom is so racist. (laughs) She doesn't like anything in her coffee but refuses to order it black. My
11: mom's titties are so beat, (laughs) when she breastfed me, it was yogurt.
10: Fuck you. (laughs) My mom's so racist. (laughs) She really is. My mom's so racist. Her favorite thing to do is laundry because it's the only place she can still separate the whites from the colors. How
1: about that second segment, everybody? We've got one more. Whatever you want to do to sway, this has been fantastic so far. We have one more segment for the first round here with Angela and Scott. Have they they pleased you guys? Is this good so far? Finally, pot roast. This is marijuana-themed... And you've got Joe Rogan as your topic. Angela, please lead off.
10: Yeah, if they did a Fear Factor relaunch, it would just be me covered in spiders listening to my Tinder date talk to me about the Joe Rogan experience.
11: (laughs) (laughs) Joe Rogan is such an asshole. If he gave me a blowjob, I'd have to consider it anal.
10: (laughs) Joe Rogan hosted a show called Joe Rogan Questions Everything, where he tries to find evidence for things he's never seen in person, like UFOs, Bigfoot, and the female orgasm.
11: Joe Rogan looks like he knows the age of consent in all 50 states.
10: I think we can all agree that Joe Rogan proved that as long as you book the right guests on your show, you don't have to be all that funny or talented to have a successful podcast. So I guess there is hope for you, Chris and Travis. (laughs)
1: Dana Gould and Heather McDonald on tomorrow. Thank you. Um.
11: (laughs) Joe Rogan looks like he kills animals just to feel something.
1: (laughs) Holy shit, that was a great first start. Give it up for your two performers. Angela Smith, Scott Easton. It's a moment of truth. Here we go. Daniel Hill, you've got that. From the RFT, give us a sentence on why you're picking whom. Uh, that
8: was extremely close, um, but i got to give it to Scott because I've never seen anyone be so disrespectful to their own dead mother. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Matt Whitener, who you got?
8: I'm still trying to figure out this
9: cup of coffee that has nothing black in it <laughs> or anything white. It, it sounds like the different sides of my family, so... I'm going with Angela.
1: Angela Smith, we get the split vote. The winning vote goes to Scrub. Who you got and why? Uh, Well, I got to say that
7: it was extremely close. uh, But due to um, Scott making me squirm for the wrong reasons just twice, I'm going to go with Angela.
1: Angela Smith wins the first round. Give it up for Scott Eason. Angela advanced on the second. Great job, Scott. Wonderful job. Keep going. In the second round, you'll see Angela again. Guys, holy cow, what a great start to the show. Are you kidding? That was fantastic. Travis, you ready for this next one?
3: Let's get started.
1: Let's do it. Guys, your next performers. Who is that? Who you got?
0: I have uh, every alt-white Twitter's avatar, Chris Sear. (laughs)
1: Chris here, everybody from St. Louis, Missouri. That's racist. <laughs> and joining us from a church champ in Chicago, it's Lucia Whalen, everybody. All right, so here's how this works we're going to go through this again. They've got three different segments. Lucia, how are you? Is this good? Is this a good trip to St. Louis?
6: Yeah. I actually, I got pulled over for speeding, 93. (laughs) And uh, he just gave me a verbal warning, because I'm beautiful.
12: (laughs) Chris, here, your thoughts? I think uh, you guys forgot the rule that any show Angela Smith is on, you have to raise the mic stand back up once she gets (laughs) off stage. That was really awkward for me just now. That tends to be a problem. When you guys figure out how to run shows, you come and ask me. (laughs) I will give you the list. Sounds,
1: sounds like a plan. We'll be at the rehab center tomorrow morning. Uh, <laughs> Trending is your first segment, everybody. Do you always
12: get the last word in these? I don't remember the rule. <laughs> like, am I allowed to just talk? Let's do it. Let's just go. All right, Let's cool. go. It. I'm sorry.
1: So we're switching it up a little bit. Again, judges base this on crowd and was it funny? Hey, this is very good. Going. The Joker movie is our first topic. Chris Sear... Start us off with the first joke, please. All right, fine.
12: Like right now? Go. Okay. The Joker is about a mentally unstable man whose father didn't love him and no one in their right mind would fuck, who grows, goes on to become a leader to people who know nothing about politics and will follow any psychopath who appeals to them on the basis level because they feel ignored by the society around them. Completely unrealistic. How is that? Are you on your phone? You have two performers. Pipe down, Seer. Two professionals. Lucia, you're up.
6: All right. Um, I don't have a a paragraph, but... um,
12: (laughs) I'll loan you one.
6: (laughs) The Joker is what happens when all the incels on Reddit collaborate on a screenplay.
12: (laughs) Chris here. Fine, this one's short. Ish. Todd Phillips, Zack Snyder, and Tim Burton walked into a comic book shop. (laughs) <laughs> that never happened. <laughs> it's because they don't know shit about comic books. If you're like my age. Back to Lucia.
6: All right. Uh, the Joker should have been called 4chan the movie.
5: <laughs> yeah.
12: Like Back to Chris Theer. <sighs> a lot of people were worried that there'd be a mass shooting at a screening of the Joker. Luckily, the movie was so underwhelming. No spree killer wanted their name in the same Wikipedia article as that movie. What do you got, Lucia?
6: All right. Uh, the world needed the Joker like the world needed live-action Cats the musical.
12: <laughs> <laughs> what a great start, everybody!
3: All alone in the moonlight.
1: How about your mama? You guys want to move on to that? I move on to your mama. Do you know how this works? You gotta roast your mother. Yes. Please start us, Lucia. All
6: right. Um, my mom has an eating disorder, but all she ever lost was the house and the divorce.
12: <laughs> yeah. Nice. Chrissy or your counter? <laughs> Sorry, I'm just making sure I can't move in with Lucia's mom. <laughs> When my parents got divorced, I once walked up to the dude my mom was banging, and I said, you're not my dad. And my mom said, how would you know you've never met your father? Because she fucks a lot. Right. Back to Lucia.
6: Um, this is actually true. My mom got turned down from joining Mother Teresa's uh, like nunnery, um, so she went to business school instead. Because uh, obviously when you can't serve the Lord, you worship the devil.
3: Nice.
12: <laughs> Chris here, how are you, buddy? I'm good. How are you? Please continue. Oh, I thought we were having a conversation. Don't ask open-ended questions if we're not <laughs> supposed to talk. Never mind. Sorry. One time I asked my mom, hey, what do we need to do to have like, a better relationship where we're open about our emotions? Like those relationships we see on the Hallmark Channel. And my mom said, MDMA. (laughs) Close out your mama.
6: All right. uh, Again, this is just true. Um, (laughs) (laughs) My mom joined a pyramid scheme and divorced my dad. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Let's keep the fun going with pot (laughs) roasts.
8: Wait,
1: I got three, right? Yeah, please, go ahead. Go ahead. ahead, Can I I do my third? I'm just getting excited. It's
12: so good. I want to do it. Like your mom. (laughs) That wasn't it. (laughs) All right, here we go. My mom was young. She was 14 when I was born. She was so young, she used to tell my friends she was my sister, which made it way hotter when my friends found out she also fucked my dad. (laughs) Thank God we got that one through.
3: Jeez.
12: That was fantastic. That's the one that took me the longest to write. <laughs> it's also true. How are they doing so far, guys? Give it up. Come on,
1: let's keep it going. Yeah. Yeah. This is not easy. These guys came up with this on so short notice. This is, this is very impressive. Guys, we're going to close it out. Pot roast? You guys heard of Snoop Dogg? Roast away. Chris Sear, you're second.
12: I'm second. Start us off, Lucia. That's very good. So I'm first.
6: You're first. Um,
12: He's not good at this. I'm sorry.
6: One time Snoop Dogg got so high, he went out for a pack of cigarettes and went home to raise his kids.
12: That's way better than anything I have. I'm just going to let you know. We were actually backstage arguing over who gets to go home first.
6: I want
12: to go (laughs) home. To be fair, we didn't know there was a crowd here. (laughs) Snoop gets to like Katy Perry, Martha Stewart, and cooking shows, and white women don't accuse him of cultural appropriation. But I grew dreadlocks once in high school, and all of a sudden, I'm all over Twitter. Fuck that. (laughs) I told you hers was better. (laughs) That delusion.
6: All right. Uh... Snoop was the getaway driver for a murder. Um, he's also a member of Islam and is a very spiritual person. He puts the meditate in premeditated manslaughter. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's
12: good. Very good. Wordplay. How do you feel about that, Seer? <laughs> I just want to give you a warning. That was also better than what I have.
3: <laughs>
6: My boyfriend Snoop- most wrote most of mine. <laughs> so. okay,
12: this one I, am. I don't have a good comeback for that. <laughs> Snoop's pet name for his crew is the Dog Pound, which is also his pet name for Chris Denman's mom. <laughs> I originally wrote about my mom. But the last three were also about my mom, and I thought that was unfair. <laughs> Your mom's actually a very sweet woman. I'm sorry. Thank you. Lucia. <laughs> Do you want to meet my mom?
6: Yeah. yeah. She's hot. <laughs> Thank you. Take it easy. Um, all right. Uh, <laughs> uh, my, my boyfriend wrote this one, too. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, Snoop's been in a lot of smoke-filled green rooms, but the most smoke he's ever made was the car when he sped away from that murder.
3: <laughs>
12: <laughs> Chris, here your final joke. I would like to hire your boyfriend after this is done.
6: He's in the audience. So.
12: Thank you. Hey, man, talk to me. You should have That's done cool. the show. <clears throat> All right. You can
6: date my boyfriend. Yeah.
12: <laughs> it would probably go better than my time here with Snoop Dogg. <laughs> here we go. I don't know if you knew this Snoop and Dre used to be really close. Until they used to go to parties together, picnics. They'd hang out at the beach, listen to music, drive around in 1962 convertibles. They had a lot of fun together. But then one day Dre met Eminem, and all of a sudden Snoop didn't get to connect with Dre anymore. Dre never called. Until one day Dre was like, "Hey, let's hang out." So Snoop did what he did. He packed a suitcase. He went out to the corner in front of his house, and he stood there waiting for Dre to come pick him up. And he stood there for a long time. In his right hand, he held a card he made out of construction paper. It was purple and gold. He wrote in crayon on it, happy fuck with Dre day and he drew the word love in a heart in Dr. Dre's face in the center of it and he stood on that corner waiting for Dre, just waiting, knowing he would show up. Sure, he was supposed to show up at 3 o'clock and now it's 3.30, but Dre's probably busy in the studio. He'll be here. He wouldn't stand him up and yeah, it's 4.30 now. That's fine. Like, it's probably traffic. Dre would not stand him up. And sure, it's starting to rain now. His suitcase is getting a little heavier because it's soaked through. It's full of clothes and blunts, and those absorb water. And yet, it's 10 o'clock. He's been in the rain for six hours, but he's afraid to go in the house to pee like he should because he knows if he goes in, Dre will pull up and he'll think Snoop didn't wait for him, but Snoop would never not wait for Dre. And the card he made is just a a pile of wet purple and gold pulp pulp right there on the ground by his right foot. And it's all just pulp except for the one piece that's in there with the word love on it. And Snoop is crying. Luckily, it's raining, so no one can see i crying because gangsters don't cry. <laughs> And he waits, and yet it's 11 o'clock and he has to go in. He has the sniffles from the cold he just caught. He has like emphysema almost from all the weed he smoked. It's not good for him to stand in the rain. He walks back to the house. He goes in the house, but right before he walks in, he hears a car coming down the street. He runs to the corner, arms akimbo, waiting for his longtime homie to pull up and let him in the car. And right before he runs to the car door of the car that's pulling up, he sees it's not Dre in there. And Snoop breaks down. That's all he could take. And he He kneels there on the corner crying that car just pulls off and all he can hear drifting on the wind is hi my name is blowing on the breeze
6: (laughs) that was worth
12: it (laughs) and lucia wayland everybody
1: thank you daniel hill from the riverfront times who you got and why
8: i gotta give it to lucia's boyfriend he seems pretty funny
1: he's hilarious (laughs) one for lucia matt whitener
8: Although you just broke down my whole relationship with my own
9: father. (laughs) I have to go with Lucian because I believe everything that you said, and I'm worried how much I do believe it. I want to talk to you after this just to make sure everything's okay.
1: Just for fun, Scrub, who you got? Uh,
7: I think the crowd has chosen Lucian's boyfriend, but (laughs) but I really liked where that story was headed. I don't think we got exactly to the end yet, so let's work on the Snoop thing.
1: Lucia advances, everybody. Give it up for Chris here. Lucia
12: Whalen. She's so mad she's advancing. I can tell. <laughs> Thank you, Chris Sear. Hey, I'm very sorry. I won't be up here to save it from these two people. <laughs> Just clap for them when they pause. Let's get Chris Sears followers up to 1,000 on Twitter, everybody. Give him a
1: follow. Your next comics are from right here in St. Louis. Who do we have, Travis?
0: All right, Chris. I have Don Lemon, side chick, Sam Lyons.
3: Sam Lyons!
1: He'll be challenging Mr. Angela Smith, Charlie Whitford! Charlie's pumped everybody. Travis, we're gonna keep it going with trends. Starting it off, I'm gonna start with Sam. You got the judges, you gotta impress the crowd. Sam, start us off. Area 51 is your topic.
4: Area 51, uh, like the Vegas Strip and the Hoover Dam before it, just further proof that if you put anything in Nevada, White people take pictures in front of it.
1: <laughs> Chuck, how do you feel?
13: Area 51 is so fat. <laughs> area 51 is so fat, they're thinking of area, adding Area 52 and
4: 3. <laughs> say, say I'm your counter. Goddamn. Uh, <laughs> this summer, thousands of nerds on the internet made public plans to storm Area 51 on the internet publicly for everyone to see. Law enforcement, everyone. It's the biggest waste of white privilege since the Rodney King verdict. (laughs) Back to Charlie.
13: I didn't think Area 51 was going to be so racial. (laughs) I thought it was like aliens and shit, but (laughs) it's white guilt in there. Uh, Area 51 is such a silly thing, you know? No, oh, they're keeping aliens in there. If there are aliens being held in there, they're fucking pussies because they got caught. You know what I mean? And like our present, I like an alien that doesn't get caught, okay? That's it. I
4: like an alien. <laughs> Sam, last one. Guys, what else can I say about Area 51 that Charlie hasn't manically posted on Reddit after three mushroom caps? <laughs>
13: Close it out, Charlie. I don't eat eat mushrooms anymore. I'm doing that sober. (laughs) Uh, Listen, you guys, aliens aren't in Area 51. They're in our hearts. (laughs) (laughs) That's all. That's That's (laughs) it. You guys love these guys. It's obvious. Next
1: up, yo mama. And Charlie, you're going to roast your own mother. Start us off. Uh, All right, here
13: we go. My mother is such an alcoholic, I was born with fetal alcohol syndrome.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Sam? Uh, My mom is very hard of hearing, but she's a little vain, so she won't admit it. It was uh, really uncomfortable as a kid when you could hear her and dad having sex. And he'd say, now turn around. And then two minutes later, she'd say, wait, what'd you want me to do earlier?
13: Back to Chuck. My own mother is such a closeted racist that when she plays the piano, she doesn't touch the black keys.
4: <laughs> Sam. Uh, my mom says that I've done the least of my potential out of all three of her children which is fucked up because my little brother's doing a life sentence in prison. Okay.
1: Go ahead, Charlie.
13: <laughs>
4: Truth and comedy. <laughs>
13: my mother is such an alcoholic. She, has, she drinks wine while we're having sex. <laughs> <Mom>. <laughs>
4: Mom's been lonely since Dad died. She's thinking about getting back into the dating pool. uh, But she wants the familiar. She wants the comfortable. Lucky for her, Travis is also black and two years away from dying in hospice. (laughs) Burn for Travis Terrell. Don Lemon's who, bitch? Uh...
1: Okay, we're on to pot roast. We're going to close it out. Travis's favorite artist, Bob Marley. Uh, Sam, please. The honor, sir. Uh,
4: thousands of white kids in the early 2000s listened to Bob Marley to prove that they smoked weed. Then Goo Goo Dolls entered the scene, and everybody said they could do the same thing, but their parents would think they were just studying. <laughs> Exhibit A, Chris Denman. I'll take it. Charlie.
13: I smoked a bunch of weed and had a Bob Marley (laughs) t-shirt. That joke hurts. Uh, Bob Marley had 11 kids with 7 women by the time he died at the age of 36. Much like his music, you can't tell them apart either.
4: (laughs) Sam. Just like everything else, white people are monopolizing on pot culture. Now that's legal. We've got artisanal dispensaries, CBD water. Next I'll have Bob Marley depicted with Birkenstocks and a Richard Spencer haircut.
13: <laughs> Sounds like a good guy.
4: <laughs> Back to Charlie.
13: Bob Marley regularly fertilized this weed with his own waste. No wonder his music sounded like shit. <laughs> that's made up, by the way. <laughs>
4: Sam. Travis Terrell is actually a really big fan of Bob Marley. Uh, he listens to all of his music. Then he found out he's been dead for forty years. Realized he's just been listening to Snoop Dogg.
1: <laughs> it's true. Close it out, Charlie.
13: I feel like did Sam just make all black people look the same, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> That's what it felt like. <laughs> The best thing I can say about Bob Marley is that he did die at 36, so he didn't become what Snoop Dogg has become.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Guys, give it up for these two competitors. Let's see who's going to the second round. Daniel Hill, RFT. Who you got, buddy?
8: I'm going to give that one to Charlie, because the one where you fucked your mom legitimately surprised me.
1: (laughs) I didn't see that coming. Well said, Daniel. Matt Whitener. Yeah, I'm going Charlie. I'm still concerned
9: about
7: that same thing.
1: (laughs) scrub for fun uh i couldn't decide
7: between the two but i think the crowd has got the charlie having sex with his mom and
1: oh. guys give it up for there sam Lyons. very funny round charlie winfrey advances we're on to our final pairing for the first round then we're going to move to the semifinals and finals your first comics from right here in st louis missouri she's only been doing comedy a couple of years her name meredith hopping travis
0: can you tell us about her 6'6 guard from North Carolina, shooting guard, (laughs) Meredith Hoppy! Give it up,
1: everybody. She's going up with Nashville's own Brad Sativa. (laughs) (laughs) Meredith, you excited to be here?
14: So excited. Well, okay, I got (laughs) to adjust this. I'm very excited.
1: How about you, Brad?
15: Yeah, as excited as I can be. Okay, good.
1: <laughs> this is something. Of, our first for trending this round, Jesse Smollett. Ladies first, Meredith. Please kick all right. it off.
14: Uh, I think we're all being a little too hard on Jesse Smollett. You know, he was just trying to provide job opportunities for Black men. Um, because you have to be intentional with diversity, and that's the only reason Travis is on. We are live. Um, it's not because it's funny. It's because in this climate. Chris Denman really needs to have a black friend, and (laughs) the only way he can get one is to pay them.
15: (laughs) Brad (laughs) Sativa. (laughs) Long-winded. This nigga, Justice Smollett. He just glad that Kanye is not, is the only Trump supporter that be the only other nigga that walk around with a rope around his neck. I'm black. I can say all of this. I can say all of this. Back to Meredith.
14: I, I can't. Um, uh, so, Jesse Smollett just wanted to be seen and noticed, and I realized I think that's why you stay in Nashville, Brad, and don't move to L.A. or New York, because you know that you're going to stand out in Nashville whether you're funny or
15: not. Was that a little racist? I'm funnier than her, so it's all right. Back to Brad. This nigga, Justice Millett. His album, his music album is called Some of My Music. I heard it. I want to hear less of this nigga music. (laughs) No, I'm short-winded.
14: <laughs> <laughs> Meredith. Um, some people think it was a self-destructive cry for help and uh, that Jesse Smollett was doing. And I just say to those people, let the first person who recently went through a divorce as a 35-year-old uh, single mother of three and... Uh, puked all over a 25-year-old comic's car while making out with them, and then they continued to make out with her after she puked. um, Let them throw the first stone.
15: Back to Brad Sativa. (laughs) This nigga Justice (laughs) Malay. He said he was the gay Tupac. And the only thing that he got in coming with Tupac is that he got back shots in Las Vegas Strip.
1: How do we feel about that so far, crowd? Is this going well? Meredith, where are you at? With what? Your mama. All right. It's time. We're going to make fun of their own mothers. Guys, it's the second part of this. Meredith, kick it off again.
14: All right. So my mama is so overprotective and overbearing. Aren't you supposed to say (laughs) (laughs)
6: Great,
14: great, guys. (laughs) That was great. Um, that I really worry that my baby brother will end up unable to do anything, and I don't feel like I have any control over it, and I don't know what I can do. And then I realized I can just show her Denman as an example of, and a warning of what happens when a 35-year-old man is incapable of doing anything for himself.
1: I feel like there was a personal Yeah, Brad Sativa, you're up. Uh,
15: my mama is so racist. Does she think that white people smelling like dogs is the most positive thing about them? What kind of dog? A German you. Shepherd.
14: <laughs> uh, so my, my mom is like halfway woke. Uh, when she saw I was going up against Brad, she said, oh, he's cute. You know what they say, once you go black, you can never tell grandma.
15: Brad Sativa. You did your research on me. (laughs) You did your research. Thank you. (laughs) My mama said that she was proud that the man that I grew up into, but I don't trust her because I seen her choice in men. (laughs) Back to Meredith.
14: (laughs) Uh, My mama is so close to death. (laughs) (laughs) The only way she gets wet is when she's got fluid on her lungs. I can't believe
15: I said that. That means it's true. Your mama got pneumonia out here. You need to be calling her. Give her some ceiling or something. That lady needs some help. The dirtiest thing I've ever said on stage. (laughs) My mama dates a lot. And the last time that I approved of somebody that she dated, Kim Kardashian was fucking white dudes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Moms are taking a beating tonight at Target practice, everybody. We've got pot roast for these two. Crowd, you're going to have to give it up. These judges need your help figuring this out. Meredith, just keep it going. Let's go with Willie Nelson.
14: Willie Nelson showing us for 65 years that white guys get away with it. Denman's been proving that for 35 and telling us about it every weekday morning for two hours as if there are more than five people tuning in.
15: Bread Brett Sativa. Willie Nelson looks like he's saying stuff like, I've been eating ass since the 60s.
14: I... <laughs> I don't don't want to go for the low-hanging fruit. I I do know enough to know that your last name is a strain of uh, pot, and Willie Nelson has a strain of marijuana named after him because he got so famous you weren't supposed to do it yourself.
15: (laughs) Back to Brad Sativa. She thought I was mad for real. (laughs) <laughs> Willie Nelson is the only white man that look like that that we know ain't racist. <laughs>
3: Yeah. Bear to the Hopping, close right. it out. All Crowd, right. give it up, guys. <laughs>
14: when Willie Nelson gets the munchies, he prefers chocolate, which makes me think he probably loves eating ass because when I was giving birth, my ex-husband told me that my butthole looked like it was a little chocolate donut, and I'll be selling uh, enamel pins of little chocolate donuts right outside the show. Aren't women amazing? Yeah.
15: <laughs> close it out, Brad. Willie Nelson had a very big hit called Always on My Mind. And I find that ironic that he has dementia now. Give it up for
1: Brad and Meredith. That's going to end the first round. We go to Daniel Hill from the RFT.
8: I got to give that one to Meredith, because I appreciate it. This is a roast, after all. I appreciate the way she was personally offensive to everybody on the stage.
1: It's quite rude. It's quite rude. That's a vote for Meredith. How about Matt Whitener? I'm
9: going with Brad, because that nigga is funny, and I can say it, too. 30% funny if
1: you said it like that. Scrub?
7: Uh, The uh, chocolate butthole almost saved it at the end for me, but just a couple too many air balls, so I go with Brad.
1: Brad Sativa advances to the next round. Congratulations. That's the end of the first round. How's everybody doing? Are we enjoying this? We're going to go to the semifinals, the finals. Travis, you want to bring up our first set of semifinalists?
0: Well, first, let's... uh...
1: (laughs) We're looking for drinks. If there's a server, the judges are in need of beverages. We can make that happen. We can make that happen. Travis,
0: who's up in the semifinals? First of all, we're moving on to the second round called... Too soon. What's wh- that mean? Where we violate the dignity of recently deceased celebrities. So, this should be good. Yeah, we thought that would be funny. Work with us, people. All right, Chris, who do we have coming up? Well,
1: from the first round, you loved her. She was the very first comic up. Angela Smith! <laughs> that was weak. Give it up, guys. Come on, this is the semifinals. Final four.
10: Someone was tall. <laughs>
1: Joining her on stage, Lucia Whalen, in from Chicago. Woo! And her boyfriend's jokes.
6: Two women. Can you believe it? <laughs> Thank you.
1: Too soon, the topic is Paul Walker. We're going to start. Oh, come on. You're at a roasted at Flyover Comedy Festival. Travis, you're excited. Lucia, kick it off. We've got three jokes each, and the winner goes to the finals. Lucia.
6: All right, uh, Paul Walker died in a car crash. Uh, I watched the YouTube footage from the car crash, and it was better than all four Fast and the Furious movies.
1: Angela, your thoughts?
10: Yeah, I mean, I could stand up here and roast Paul Walker all night, but I'm never going to burn him better than that Porsche did. Mm
1: -hmm. Lucia.
10: All right,
6: uh, this is Chris Sear style. I'm going to read an essay. Um, Okay. Uh, So this is actually from the Wikipedia page exactly how he died. Uh, There were no alcohol or other drugs were found in his system. Neither mechanical failure nor road conditions appeared to play a role. Police found no evidence of uh, drag racing. The investigation concluded that the car speed between 80 miles per hour and 90 miles per hour and the age of the tires were the primary reasons for the crash. Dude, you're in the fast and the furious. Like, what a bitch-ass way to die. (laughs) Yeah, the tires.
10: All right.
1: That hurts, Angela. You're next.
10: Uh, Paul Walker was in a movie called The Skulls, which coincidentally was all he could be identified by at the scene of the accident. (laughs)
6: Last
1: joke, Lucian.
6: All right, I wrote this with my boyfriend backstage. (laughs) Um, okay, uh, it, Paul Walker died in a car crash. Still isn't the biggest disaster he was part of if you include his role in Fast and the Furious. It's sort of like my first one, if you flip it on, it's up.
10: <laughs> Angela, close it out. Uh, Paul Walker was great in the 2001 thriller Joyride. His actual Joyride, not so
14: good. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> guys, this is for the semifinals. The winner gets to go to the finals. Let's throw it to Daniel Hill. Let's decide this. Who we got, Angela Smith or Lucia Will.
8: Gotta give this one to Angela. Um, because if Paul Walker weren't already dead, he'd be dead now.
1: (laughs) Matt Weiner. Yeah, I'm
9: going
7: with Angela, too. I I, I didn't feel bad about him dying until just now.
1: (laughs) Scrub your thoughts, sir.
7: Angela I think you had the jokes but also you don't have the secret boyfriend in the back writing jokes so I'm going with Angela. Thank you.
1: Angela takes it. Congratulations Lucia. Angela moves on to the finals. It brings us to our next set of competitors. Travis you ready for this? Too soon. Yes. (laughs) Let's get it going. Guys you saw him last last round. He's from St. Louis. His name is Charlie Winfrey everybody. We're moving it right along. Who else is, who's he up against, you know? The black one, Chris. (laughs) Thank you. I wanted to say it. Brad Sativa in the semifinals. (laughs) Guys, too soon. There's a lot of popular movies out, all spurred by the work of the great Stan Lee. They're going to be roasting Stan Lee, the recently departed Charlie Winfrey. Start us off three jokes. Winner goes to the finals, fighting it out for $200. What do you got, Charlie?
13: Stan Lee wrote characters that reflected his weaknesses. It's a shame they never rele- they never published Never Pisses His Pants,
15: man. <laughs> Brad. Uh, it was a fact known that Stan Lee got beat by his caretaker. It's kind of ironic that he needed a hero at the end.
1: Free <laughs> my hero, Charlie. What do you got?
13: Stanley took credit for a lot of people's work and then lied about their involvement, which goes to show if you have enough charisma, you don't need any
15: talent.
1: <laughs> Back to Brad.
15: Uh, I just got a, uh, a text message about Stan Lee from uh, Steve Dicko. He said, fuck you, Stan Lee. You are uncreative hack. <laughs> Charlie.
13: Stanley wrote the X-Men about the civil rights movement, which to me always felt like an excuse for him to use the
15: N-word.) <laughs> <laughs> I did find that ironic myself. And I also find it ironic that all of the other superheroes was based in America, but the only black one he sent his ass back to Africa.
1: How we feel it, guys? Are we going to give it up for these two? <clears throat> what do you think, Daniel Hill? This is for the finals to face Angela Smith, who you will roast. It will be a one-on-one roast in the finals to determine the winner. Daniel. Uh, I'm going
8: to have to give this one to Charlie, like Stan Lee. He has a lot of charisma, at least. Oh, wow. <laughs> Look at
1: that. Matt Weiner, who you got?
9: I'm giving this one to Brad again because, yeah, I got a problem with him subtly sending us back to Africa <laughs> and then people celebrating it years later like that still ain't
7: offensive.
1: Why is Travis agreeing too? This is getting weird. Scrub to send him to the finals. Uh, Who you got? Crowd. Crowd. For Charlie. Charlie. For Brad.
7: Brad. I think let's send
13: Brad to battle
1: Angela. Brad Sativa will battle Angela Smith in the finals. Congratulations,
13: Charlie. I'm I'm actually stoked because I'm dating Angela, so she'd have a lot of terrible shit to say about me, and I'd feel terrible saying it back to her. So congratulations.
1: (laughs) Guys, these comics have worked so hard before the finals. Let's give everybody a huge round of applause. Give it up for flyover for Atomic Cowboy. Your finals, it's joke for joke, one-on-one. Get Angela Smith out here for the finals. She's wiping. Hang on. Here she comes. We have Brad Sativa and Angela Smith to close it out for target practice right here. Travis, you excited, sir? I can tell. This is going to be good. Guys, this is one-on-one. It's going to go joke to joke. Any questions from the competitors real quick? How many jokes? Three jokes each. If the crowd demands it, maybe we can go more. Three jokes each determines the winner. $200 to the winner. Brad, kick it off, sir.
15: (laughs) I just seen your fiancé. You look like a camo wins in your future.
10: (laughs) (laughs) That is not my (laughs) fiancé.
15: Thank God for him.
10: <laughs> hey. He still, uh, he still lives with his mom, so she can drop us off at the show, but your mom's going to have to pick us up.
15: Okay. Back like, to Brad.
10: That's my retort.
15: Right. <laughs> you look like your pussy don't get wet, it get greasy. <laughs>
10: You look like you'd know Greece since you are wearing a shirt with your name on it.
15: <laughs> you look like your wedding ring would be the first ring that you didn't dip in ranch.
1: <laughs> Angela
10: It's been a really tough year for me. My dad passed away five months ago, and my grandpa died last week. I know. And my therapist said, look for a silver lining. And I think I found it. I can finally date a black guy.
1: (laughs) Guys, give it up for Brad Sativa, for Angela Smith. Travis, get up here, buddy. Let's do this. We're going to determine a winner. Judge's choice. Crowd, you've been super into it the whole time. This has been an absolute blast. Travis, I'm ready for this you. He's pumped. Here we go. Daniel Hill, RFT. Who is the first ever flyover target practice champion? I got to give this one to Brad. I appreciated
8: the eye contact throughout when he was insulting you.
3: (laughs) I did not.
9: (laughs) (laughs) Matt Whitener. I got to give it to Angela because it's the first time I've ever seen a brother look at a white girl like that, and they didn't take him right out of here. (laughs) So I'm... (laughs) Everybody kind of wins, but I'm giving this to Angela.
1: We've got it split. Oh, uh, here do? we are.
7: I got to say the un- the wedding ring, the first ring you haven't dipped in ranch might be my favorite joke of the whole night, but of all the rounds, I got to go with Angela. Thank Angela you.
3: Smith is your
1: champion. Target practice winner Brad Sativa, great work, sir. Angela Smith, no. Raise it up for everybody. Guys, one more time for yourselves. We owe somebody some beer. We got another show in here. Stick around. We've got uh, we've got history. Some mystery. It's gonna be a great festival the whole time. Travis, any final words, sir? God bless you and good night. That's right. Check us out. We are live. We've got some great guests each and every day. Five. One more time for the guests or for the guest judges, for yourselves, all the comics. Stick around. Flyover is gonna be great. Thank you guys so much. It's been Target Practice Live.